Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people. Whenever you need it, get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, hello. Greetings. What's up? Welcome to Sodasol School. My name is Chris Gillibeau. So glad you are here. This is the bi-monthly classroom episode. Every other Monday, we look at a specific topic related to starting or growing your project. That would be your money-making project. That's what it's all about, helping you achieve financial security so you can do more of what's important to you. Whether you want to be a full-time entrepreneur eventually or not, if you have no interest in that, that's fine too. Uh, but everybody should have more than one source of income. That's the common value that unites us. Now, if you'd like to check out any of the archives from the Classroom series, just come on over to sidehustleschool.com classroom. And on that page, you can scroll back and take a look or a listen. I always want to encourage you to use your time well. So if some of these topics are basic, if you're like, I already know that stuff, um, then that's okay. You know, you might not need that particular episode. Uh, we still have two new stories or case studies each week, along with all the interactive new features, such as questions and answers and Throwback Thursday. Now, today we're going to look at the topic of crowdfunding, crowdfunding basics and best practices. Why would you consider, when you're thinking about your different ideas, why would you consider a crowdfunding campaign? There are two pretty big and obvious reasons. One is, well, you know, money, but it's not just money. It's also partnership, uh, public relations, getting interest in your project, uh, overall support, et cetera. I kind of put all those things in that secondary reason, I suppose. Um, but, you know, money and other forms of support. Now, some projects are better suited for crowdfunding than others. So I want to say this here at the top as well, because not every project can go this route. Okay, Kickstarter and the other platforms, which I'll talk a little bit more uh, toward the end of this episode, uh, all those platforms have their own kind of best practices in terms of the projects that tend to do very well. Okay, and manufacturing, at least with Kickstarter, is the classic category. Because with manufacturing, it's like, okay, I'm going to make this thing. And, you know, we know that there's going to be some hard costs for this. We know that we want to mass manufacture it, which doesn't necessarily mean tens of thousands of units, but even 100 units or more. The point is that there are hard costs. It's not a $100 startup or a $0 startup. It's actually going to cost something. And uh, even though it's going to cost something, it's relatively easy uh, to show the path to completion. Like we can say, okay, well, I need this much money. If I get that money, then, you know, to the best of my knowledge, things could go wrong, of course, but to the best of my knowledge, I'll be able to make, you know, this thing. So that's why I need the money. And people who contribute to crowdfunding campaigns, they're usually known as backers. So you can think of your supporters or backers, your contributors. They like the idea of being part of making something, which I think is one reason why anything that you're manufacturing or actually putting together, assembling, et cetera, why that tends to go over well with this model. 
Now, that's not the only option. Uh, there are plenty of other examples, of course. Um, but I just think, you know, if your goal is to, to write a blog or it's a content-based kind of side hustle, you're trying to establish yourself as an authority in a particular topic uh, or focus, like a lot of our stories, you know, take on that model. Well, crowdfunding is probably not the best avenue for them to follow, okay? So these days, because crowdfunding is such a huge industry of its own now, these days there are consultants who advise crowdfunding campaigns. They can actually manage your campaign for you. But without getting into a ton of detail, because you know not everybody listening wants to even go this route, but I think it could still be helpful to have a little bit of knowledge of it, uh, I'm going to give you a few important tips. So here are a few important things to know if you might be considering a crowdfunding campaign or if you're just trying to broaden your knowledge. I've got eight tips here, but they're going to go really quick, okay? So eight tips in a short period of time. Number one, be prepared to study up. Okay, if you really want to do this right, this is something that you need to devote some time to. This is not a 30-minute study session situation. Uh, it's maybe a 30-minute study situation over and over for a couple of months. Uh, and so number two, these kind of go together, the first two, give yourself a long time frame if possible. Now, I am all about doing things as quickly as possible, encouraging people to get to that first prototype, that first customer, that first sale, whatever it is, you know, in 30 days or less often. But to properly do a crowdfunding campaign, like if you really want it to go well, um, the longer time frame is going to help you, first of all, to do all that learning that you need to do and to do all the preparation, uh, which goes into the most successful crowdfunding campaigns. Number three, you want to line up early support. When that campaign does go live, you want your friends, you know, people that have expressed interest in the past, anybody that you're connected to, you want them to make their donations early. And you want to tell them in advance, actually. You don't want to just like put the campaign out and say, hey, I just launched this thing. Ideally, you're going to have a number of people who are prepared on day one, you know, at 12 p.m. or whenever it goes live, to go and make their contribution right away. And that momentum is what's going to enable the campaign to be seen by a lot of other people. And the social proof of the donations is going to encourage more donations or contributions, let's say, because they're often getting something in return. And that leads me to number four, Kickstarter and the other platforms that do this, you often have a way to offer incentives. Okay, if you contribute $10, you get this. If you contribute $100, you get this. You have a certain number of tiers. And often it's limited by, okay, only 10 people can get this item. You know, only 100 people can get this item, etc. So there's a whole process to figuring that out. Um, so that's why I'm just going to say carefully consider incentives and tiered rewards. This is one of those things where as you do that research, you're going to get more information about, you know, the best way to do it. But the point is they're not just random. They should be carefully considered. Number five, communicate often. Send updates, post updates, email. Like if it feels like you're over communicating, great, keep doing it. Anytime you have some kind of update, make sure people hear about it. Um, if some of them get a little bit annoyed, that's okay. Like you're willing to take that hit because you believe in this project so much. I think that's the key point. You're not doing this all the time. You probably have never done it before. It's just this thing that you've worked on for a long time and you really want to make sure people hear about it. Number six, the most important days of the campaign are the first and last day. I've already talked about why that first day is so important. Um, the last day, or let's say the last couple of days, the first couple of days, the last couple of days, uh, that's when you're going to see the majority of your contributions. Okay, so you definitely want to make sure you're not overscheduled on those days. You want to make sure you're available. Uh, if there's any pushes you've been saving, you, you, know, you definitely want to get those out um, in that last final period. Number seven, having a good video is key. 
So video is essential at this point, you know, to have a trailer um, of your project, whatever it's going to be. And, you know, you can just do that on your own or you can get some help. I would encourage you, like if you, if you do have some resources you're going to put toward this, you know, definitely try to get the best possible video. That really does go a long way uh, with successful crowdfunding campaigns. And number eight, see, I told you they'd be quick. Number eight, set a real goal and take some kind of risk. And when I say set a real goal, you're like, what does that mean? Because every crowdfunding campaign has a goal. That's true. But I think these days, a lot of people are afraid. And so they set their Kickstarter goal really, really low. And that way, it gives them this boost of being able to say, oh, we, we met our goal in a short period of time, which, you know, is, is good in some ways. But if the goal is really low, it's like, okay, you've met a really low goal. You know, your goal was to raise $20 you know, for your project and you did it. That's great. But to me, I'm always impressed, I guess, when, you know, it's like this person needs to raise $50,000 or, you know, whatever the number is, it's all relative. Uh, they need to raise a significant amount of money. And if they don't get this money, they won't be able to do the project, which is how Kickstarter originally got started. And now there are variations where campaigns can still receive the funds, even if they don't technically achieve their goal. Uh, but I, I like the risk factor. I think it's bold and it just kind of issues this challenge uh, to potential backers uh, and raises the stakes. So I'm a big fan of taking some kind of risk and setting a real goal. All right, those are eight crowdfunding basics and best practices. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk briefly about Kickstarter versus everything else, like GoFundMe, Indiegogo, et cetera. And I'm going to give you three episodes from the archives uh, of some pretty major Kickstarter or other crowdfunding campaigns. Uh, for those who are interested, you can go and check those out. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So I mentioned that in addition to Kickstarter, uh, there are a number of other platforms that do crowdfunding. Uh, you're probably familiar with a couple of them. I just talked about Indiegogo and GoFundMe briefly. Um, with those platforms, and you know, as I said, there are many others. Those are just the three major mainstream ones. Um, there's also some for certain industries, like there's a crowdfunding platform specifically for food projects. And I've seen some for publishing projects and you know others. But the main difference between Kickstarter and Indiegogo and GoFundMe is that at least traditionally with Kickstarter, it was a little bit harder to get approved and you had to set a goal in which, you know, if you didn't meet that goal, then you wouldn't get any of the money. Whereas with Indiegogo and GoFundMe, um, you know, it didn't matter necessarily. Um, the other thing is that GoFundMe is often set up for social causes or uh, just something that somebody happens to be fundraising for. It's not necessarily for their side hustle or for their small business. 
obviously as part of that study session you're going to undertake, which is not just one session, as I said, um, there's going to be a fair amount of work. Uh, you're going to go out and see, okay, what might be the best platform for me? Where am I going to have the most success, get the most visibility, uh, and so on. Now, if you're interested, over the years, we have featured a, a number of projects that have used crowdfunding, uh, some with pretty significant results. Uh, so I'm going to send you to three of them, but there are others. If you just want to go to the website, you can search crowdfunding uh, on the podcast page, and you'll see a bunch of them. But, but here are three that stood out to me. Uh, number 408, episode 408, Architect Changes Commuting, One Pocket-Sized Book at a Time. That was a $50,000 uh, project that I think actually went and raised uh, close to $100,000, if I'm not mistaken. Episode 637, 637, Jiu-Jitsu Instructor Pins Down Mobile Workout Tool. I forget exactly how much that guy raised uh, on Kickstarter, but the thing that I was impressed with was uh, there were some problems in the manufacturing, and he actually flew to China uh, to see the factory for himself and sort out the issues. Uh, so that was 637. And uh, lastly, episode 912, 912, Bindi Straw Idea Raises $1.8 Million on Kickstarter. So you'll never guess how much money that one raised. Oh, wait, I just told you. Again, episodes 408, 637, 912. Um, to do this well is not easy. Let's just be clear. Like To do this well is not easy, um, but there's a path. And it's like manufacturing a product overseas in general uh, or writing a book, let's say. like There are easier side hustles. Okay, There are easier side hustles, um, but if it's what you really want to do, if this is your vision and you're excited about something, well, don't let anybody say you can't do it you know, because there is a path. Uh, so as we come to our assignment for the week, I know that not everybody's going to be doing crowdfunding. And even if you are, you're not necessarily doing a campaign this week. So our assignment is a bit different. The assignment is to think about something that is causing you stress, or weighing you down something that is burdensome. And then consider if there is something small you can do to remove it. Something small or big, let's say that you can do to alleviate some of that stress or pressure. Whatever is bothering you, can you take even that small step toward making it better, uh, toward getting it out of your head so that you can focus more on the things that are important to you? That's my challenge for you, but I promise I'm going to take it on myself as well. Again, you can read notes for this and every classroom episode this year at sidehustleschool.com slash classroom. Thank you so much for listening. Much more is coming up. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. onward project.